All right. Well, good morning, uh, everybody that's in local government. This is Bill Stark, and I am with LeaderGov. And uh, this is one of our regular podcast sessions, and we're excited to be um, speaking today with Ann Kane. And the topic of uh, our discussion with Ann is servant leadership. Ann is the Director of Human Resources up at Catoosa County. And so just want to say a warm welcome to you, Ann. How are you today? I'm doing great, Bill. Thank you so much. Hope you are, too. Yeah, I'm doing good. Winter's starting to get cool finally, and winter's here. Yeah. So, uh, so far, so good. Hey, Ann, tell everybody, um, if you would, just a quick background, a little bit about your professional background, and let everybody know where Catoosa County is and kind of what it's known for. Okay, well, Catoosa County is uh, what we'd call right outside of Chattanooga, Tennessee. So, we're really like the last exit before you get in the state of Tennessee. So we're Northwest Georgia, as extreme as you can get. Um, and as far as my background, um, I started right out of school working for Georgia Pacific Corporation in the gypsum division. Um, I was an, just an HR assistant at that point and then moved up, uh, the ladder and worked with them for about 10 years and then decided, um, I needed to be closer to home because my daughter was growing up. So, uh, then I went to work as NHR uh, for a software company that was based out of Houston called BMC Software. And uh, it was a, they had a smaller office uh, in the town I lived in, then Conyers, Georgia. So I worked mm. with them for mm. quite a while. And then my husband got transferred up here to Chattanooga, Tennessee. And that's how I landed the HR job here at Catoosa County. And I am the HR director here. Well, and how long have you been um, providing HR services there at Catoosa County? About 17 years. Okay. Mm -hmm. Wow. So you've seen a lot of change, hadn't you? I have seen a lot of change. (laughs) (laughs) I know that Catoosa County is experiencing a lot of growth because y'all are right outside Chattanooga, kind of a bedroom community almost. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Well, we're growing exponentially. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. We're growing exponentially for sure. That's exciting to hear and even more so important for our topic today, which is servant leadership. And Mm -hmm. in uh, the world of leadership, there are a lot of different types of leadership philosophies. Uh, One of them, of course, is kind of a um, top-down autocratic kind of leadership. I'm the boss. You're my employee. I'm going to tell you what to do. That's one type of leadership. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, that yeah. actually works pretty well at a, at a fire where there's a fire and you have a fire chief running the fire and right. putting the fire out. You need that top down kind of very direct, forceful communications. But in the office, working on projects, working with people day to day, that style typically doesn't work in the long run. Mm-hmm. So servant leadership mm-hmm. is what we're um, talking about um, at LeaderGov. And I wanted to just ask you a couple of questions about the servant leader concept. Um, so in servant leadership, as you know, Anne, they're basically uh, Robert Greenleaf's in, from his perspective says there are 10 pillars or 10 yes. qualities. There's listening, mm-hmm. empathy, healing, awareness. That is awareness of my strengths and weaknesses, persuasion, mm-hmm. the ability to persuade your team. A conceptualization, the ability to kind of see down the road a little bit in terms of what might happen, mm-hmm. foresight, uh, stewardship, stewarding uh, assets, commitment to people's growth, and number 10 mm-hmm. is building community. So those are kind yes. of the principles. And I just wanted to ask you as a leader in local government, you know, how has 
the servant leader philosophy helped you in either you personally or teams that you've worked on in, in local government? Okay. So um, for me, I believe servant leadership has helped us because the employee can feel that our true desire is to help them. We listen to their needs and then take time to engage in a mutually inclusive conversation with them. And I feel that this approach has led to open communications and trust uh, with the HR team, uh, with the employees. Mm. And when that trust begins to be built between you or other people on your team and, and the employees, what does that then do for the quality of, uh, of the work there at Catoosa County? Well, I believe that they come to us uh, with any type of need. So I think then we have uh, a better chance of getting to the bottom of any issues that might occur even at that point or in the future. Uh, so I think yeah. it better leads us to be able to help them and thus anybody around them that they're working with. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So the trust leads to their being more open, more willing to come mm -hmm. to you with an issue. They don't feel threatened. They, they feel like the door is no. open. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. yeah that's mm -hmm. such a subtle thing. And I'm so, it's so exciting to hear that y'all have, really gravitated toward these concepts and it's paying off with more trust. Any particular, uh, is there a story or um, maybe a project you, you were working on in the past or maybe currently where you felt like maybe some of these servant leader characteristics really sort of shined or maybe made a difference in, in a project um, or something you've been working on? Well, I mean, I, I, I do have certain instances. However, um, I think I'm just going to say that to just kind of give you our everyday story, because I think mm -hmm. that I've been able to build a really good team that our employees have a lot of trust in. And so my team is approached every single day, just about from at least one employee who's looking for some type of advice, someone just to listen to them or maybe to educate them on anything human resources or personnel wise. Um, and these employees feel so comfortable with my team that they open up and when they leave, they just feel better. They're more uplifted. And I think they just have a better outlook um, toward the day that's ahead of them. So uh, I, I mean, yeah. that's almost on an everyday occurrence. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's that is profound, actually, because it sounds like you're more just living it out sort of. uh you know, day to day, moment to moment, mm -hmm. which is what we're supposed to do. Uh, right. We, it sounds like too that, the, of course, the attributes of listening are certainly there mm -hmm. in what you're mm -hmm. describing. I'm sure empathy plays a role in somebody comes Absolutely. to you with a challenge or a problem, and you have to be empathetic, right? Mm -hmm. um, so that's great. That's it's really I, I like that. It sounds like servant leadership has really become part of your DNA and the way you serve. It is. It is. Um, you know, when you when you think if you were just to zoom out, you know, this podcast is really for local government um, leaders all around the country, particularly here in Georgia, where we are. Mm -hmm. You know, if you were if you were to offer some advice or just, um, you know, wisdom that you've encountered along the way related to, to servant leadership, uh, what, what what would you what would you say to those other government leaders who you know, their de facto is to maybe uh, bark out orders or, you know, use force or intimidation to lead. 
Mm-hmm. Yet they really aren't quite comfortable or don't really understand this servant leadership mentality. You know, for those people that are out there, Anne, what would you, what kind of advice or what, what would you say to them? Okay, so I, I think that I would tell other government leaders that servant leadership empowers the employee. It encourages them, and the end result is the success, success of the employee, which is ultimately our success. I believe in every employee that we have. Otherwise, we should not have hired them in the first place. And I think to show them that we believe in them, we should extend our trust and humility to them. It is, a, for me, I think it's just a win-win situation. If you humbly give of yourself, then my belief is you receive back twofold. Wow, that's oh. really, really special. It, it, but it's isn't it like paradoxical? It's like, I'm going to get more back from you, Anne, if mm-hmm. um, if I give you something. <laughs> yes. You know, it's yes. like that doesn't make sense in our normal sort of human way yes. of thinking. It's like if I want something, I've got to go take it, right? But what mm-hmm. you're saying is, if I want something, if I want your trust, if I want your your friendship, I, I have to give. I give away, give right? Right. And it always feels so much approach. better to give than to receive, anyway. So. Right. <laughs> Oh, that's great. That's just my honest belief. Yeah, yeah. Well, I can tell it's just kind of part of your of who you are. And, uh, you know, we we need that uh, everywhere. We need that in private business and, of course, local government as well. But you all have so many unique Mm -hmm. pressures on you in local government. You know, of course, citizens and you've got an ever changing uh, city council or county commission that that you have to deal with. You all seem to have a lot more unique pressures in local government and so all the more reason to be servant leaders and so um, yeah i really appreciate your thoughts this morning and sharing Mm -hmm. some ideas with the folks and uh, really wish you all the best in um, katusa county and all the work that you're doing there all right thank you bill okay have a great day all right thank you you too